This movie sucks. Pops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Merry Marvelous Monday. Manana, we are meeting to discuss Morbius, the most movie in the MCU, that being the Morbius Cinematic Universe. This movie marks the Morbillionth episode of Hops and Morb Flops. Morbius, the third of our Hops and Bloodsucking Flop series, movies where malignant malefactors, mosquito men and women alike. My moniker is Captain Cash, and I am moderating this meetup. Members of this menagerie include the Thunderous Wizard. Many, many thanks. And mostly moderate, but always mendacious, Chumzilla. It's Morbin time. Morbius, memes, M-words, motherfucker, I'm going to stop now. God, I hated this movie. Like, I got to be honest, I am torn between pretending this movie was the best movie ever for the memes and telling the audience what I really think, which is when I speak for everyone is don't see this movie. I would like to make a motion that for the rest of the night that we refer to each other as the Morbius wizard, Captain Morb, and Morbzilla. The Morbshin passes. Excellent. And sadly, I don't believe we have uh, Morbin McMorb with us tonight. He couldn't make it. He morbed too hard. He he morbed too close to the sun. That happens. Yep. Mayorb McMorb. Yeah. Mayorb McMorb. <laughs> I think he actually, this is the first time I'm actually Ugh. jealous that he skipped out on one of the movies. I I could have done without this one. I just, there's no, God, this was bad. Well, it's I... not even so bad that it's good at any point. At no point is it like, oh. Okay, now this is so bad. I'm enjoying it. No, I bought this. I disagree. (laughs) I think the dance number by Matt Smith out of nowhere shoots the moon and loops back around to cringe funny. Nope. But nope. Nope. Well, Mm -mm. before we jump into it, just a couple points of order. Remember, you can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hops and Bo Flops, and Will Bam Entertainment, who we are brought to you by, can be found at W. O-B-A-M-E-N-T. So, yeah, check us out. The beer for tonight was chosen for the many sharp teeth it has on its label and the fact that it is as childish as this goddamn movie. The beer for tonight is Aslan Beer Co.'s Baby Shark. Do, 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 do. Or however that goes. So, this tasty IPA. I'm going to need a lot more of these to talk about this stupid movie. Comes in at a fairly toothless 5.5 ABV, perfect for all your baby beer needs. Um, that said, I mean, it's it's pretty drinkable. It's not too aggressive on any of the hoppy notes or anything like that. So to rate this beer with our standard rating system, one to three bad movies, how many bad movies would I sit through to drink this beer? Uh, you know, I, I'd give it two. It's good. Do I love it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's an IPA. It's a very cool. drinkable IPA. So what you're saying is it's the synthetic blood of beers. Like it'll sustain you, but not for long. For a period of time. Yeah. It, yes. For a period by, by the third movie, 
I am definitely going to have to like bite into a King Cobra. Yeah. Or I know we'll cover it in the plot, but that uh, plot point just disappears and doesn't matter after he's like, I'm down to four hours and 22 minutes. It remains four hours and 22 minutes until the end of the film, meaning nothing changed. No, I I think I I made the comment on Twitter this week that this movie is so stupid and vapid that like two thirds of the main plot points like don't resolve by the end of the film. It just ends. And they're like, don't worry about it. What What you mean is this movie is so stupid and vapid. It's like actually talking to Jared Leto for an extended period of time. Okay, now I, I have another I have another question here though. Unless you're 15 years old, then he gets really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Maybe he kind of sucks, right? <laughs> yes, allegedly. Um, so real question: Is it Leto or Leto? I've always been a Leto guy. It's Jared I, Leto in my head. Excuse me. I believe the correct pronunciation is Leto. Mm. It's mm. Uh, one, it's one a, Gerard Leto, Jorben mm. Mordo. So. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Morbius, I think you know he's he's a method actor, so I'm pretty sure he probably legally changed his name to Michael Morbius. Well, for me, this film. Now, now that you've seen it, was it worth making all your coworkers suffer your hour and a half trips to the bathroom? Was was the method needed for this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even understand that story. I mean, let's we'll, we'll just discuss it now. I mean, also Google Jared Leto in 15 years to see how long he's been working on on this uh, uh, role. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a passion project for him, but um, allegedly, um, allegedly. So what's the story that he was on the crutches that he uses in the film and he would take them to the bathroom and then. Uh-huh. And he, yes, uh, curious because he only has the crutches for the first 15 minutes of the film. So why? But I mean, even people that are actually, you know, uh, using crutches whether for some sort of disability illness or whatever or injury typically it's not an hour round trip for a bathroom visit yeah so i think just to provide context here because leto is such a method actor he insisted on continuing to use the crutches the entire time he was on set thus extending his bathroom breaks to the point where they finally went you know we could put you in a wheelchair and he agreed to it uh, okay, I get it. So the bathroom's just been relatively far off set, so he wasn't good on the crutches, so it took him entirely too long to get there. I can like, only speculate. Uh, either just, way, it's dumb as shit. Uh, you know, and that's the problem with whoever directed this movie. Like, somebody would have put an end to that shit. Like, you're not pulling that crap on a legit director. They're not putting I'm, uh, you know, like Listen, as much as I'd love to agree with that, we all know what happened on Suicide Squad and David Ayer is a legit director. Yeah, but he was doing stuff like offset then. It wasn't on set holding up production. Well, you know what they say? 30 seconds to Mars, 90 minutes to the bathroom. Bathroom. Oh, Man, geez. Good point. Oh, geez. All right. So as far as the movie goes, Morbius was directed by Daniel Espinoza, who sort of directed a Venom movie with life in 2017. So who better to add to Sony's Spider-Man-less Spider-Man universe than the guy who directed the Venom movie without Venom? Uh, hold on. They say Spider-Man's name in this movie one time. Yes. One time. In a post-credit scene. Yep. Boned in by Michael Keaton. Oh, BT-dubs. Spoilers. Michael Keaton's in this as his character from Spider-Man. It's in the trailer. I yeah, know. Uh, but it's, by the way, God. 
Damn. None of that from the trailer is in the movie. The Spider-Man Which, I, painting on the wall, not in the movie. Yeah. What's yeah. up, Doc? Not in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I like we'll we'll get into it, but this movie was very clearly hacked to the bone in a number of places. That being said, uh well, I mean, we have mentioned obviously the lead here is one Gerard Leto uh of the Joker fame. Uh, and you know, a bunch of other stuff. Most of it kind of weird and gross. 30 seconds to Mars, I guess kind of weird and gross. I don't know. Anyway, uh, film also stars the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith himself as the uh, the villain, which is he's either Lucian or Milo. And um, I don't like the film can't decide. And that's really frustrating for me. So one of the like weird things about this film is that uh, Jared Leto is supposed to die very young. I don't know what he has. We'll just call it McGregor syndrome. A rare blood disease. Yeah, Batman. Rare blood disease. And so he's had all these friends who he just calls Milo because he doesn't want to learn their actual names. It's sort of like, oh, man, you're like a really fucking morbid kid. Yeah, (laughs) You're, you're kind of a dick. But the weird thing is later in the movie when they're adults, Jared Harris refers to Lucian as Milo. Like, that's supposed to be the dad. Don't you think the dad would, like, refer to the kid by his actual name, especially when that kid is threatening his life? Yeah, I kind of took that. It was odd to me. You know, it was sort of like a a riff on that uh, Doug bit from Ragnarok, from Thor. Hey, new Doug. You know, new Doug. Hey, do Milo. You know, anyway. uh, But anyway, yeah, and and then also you've got the uh, the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade thing where no in, Indiana was the dog, like his dad doesn't call him Indiana, so yeah. why would their father why would their father figure call the kid Milo? He had a real name. Yeah, like, I figured that, that that was like an in joke between the two boys. That makes sense, but like I don't know. It, it just yeah. this whole movie this whole movie is so surface level. It's just like you just go with it. They don't explain it. It's yep. just mm-hmm. whatever. It's just I mean, we complain a lot about these movies that give us like you know multiple big exposition dumps. This movie doesn't do that. This movie is like a speed run through the plot points. Oh yeah, like, big, especially big with bang, how boom. Uh, genetics works. <laughs> uh, do, they don't even they don't even the two main characters that both take the serum don't even talk about how it works, what it is. It just that just they just it just does a thing. Yep. It you know how like when Spider-Man got bit by that radioactive comma genetically altered spider and it gave him spider powers? It's that but vampire bats. The yeah. aristocrats. Yeah, so, and I guess uh yeah. or whatever. All um, right. Let, let me let me finish yeah. off who's in this turd. Oh yeah, please don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh we also have Adria, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, uh Rania. I may be messing that up completely. Arhonia is here as the girl, uh, Marianne Bancroft. Al Madrigal and Tyrese are here as FBI agents that add uh, nothing to the film. Uh, and Worst then, episode of Law and Order ever. Yeah. Uh, and, and continuing to add nothing to already not very much is Jared Harris as the father figure to Morbius and Milo Lucian, which again, uh, an in joke between the two boys. He still calls the adult child. I. Uh, he still calls the kid whose name is Lucian 
Milo as an adult. Why is the dad? Ah, I hate this movie. Yeah. So hey, hold on. Quick question. What do I know Al Madrigal from? He's in all kinds of stuff. Uh, I just like I, I didn't bother Googling it, but when he popped up on screen, I'm like, oh, that guy. That guy's in stuff. Um, I've seen him he, before. He was in the. He was in the Daily Show. What a what other stuff. Ah, was that's the da- yeah, yeah, yeah. The Daily Show. That's what I remember him from. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Just a quick Google here. Uh, I'm dying up here. NBC's about a boy. Uh, married. The, yeah. I mean, it, I, the, I I'd recognize him from the Daily me. Show. You yeah, should. Uh, right. He's yeah. in that movie, The Way Back, where Ben Affleck is the alcoholic who goes back that's to coach his old high school. Yeah, uh, and he's good in that. That's a really good movie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I've heard good. Th- I've heard good stuff about that. I heard uh, Affleck really got into that role. Like he really, it was. Uh, it was kind of a. I think it was a catharsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A catharsis for him. Anyway, uh, yeah. Speaking okay. of uh, roles, Jared Harris ex- was explicitly told by his agent, if they ask you about Morbius, just remind them that you were in Chernobyl. <laughs> deflect at all costs. Deflect. They didn't make him do press for this, did they? He I only can't imagine Zoom, they were. He only did Zoom calls in his bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I just wanted to pull the Michael Caine. I haven't seen the movie. By all accounts, it was terrible. But I've seen the house it bought, and it's lovely. <laughs> look, some, sometimes your dad being first Dumbledore and Marcus Aurelius isn't enough Sometimes you need that extra boat money, so you take a Morbius movie every now and again. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about uh, uh, Leto's method of acting. Uh, I can't think of who it was, but somebody, an older actor, famous, I, I can't believe I can't think of their name, but the story goes that he was talking to Marlon Brando you know, early in his career. Again, Marlon Brando, famous method actor. And he says, you know, excuse me, but he, have you ever considered pretending? Like, or <laughs> ever considered acting? Like, <laughs> I can't remember who just said that to him. I, I should, I, I should know that's kind of yeah. famous quote. But I, yeah, again, I just can't believe they let that guy get away with so much crap on set. It just, I mean, if he wants to mail people condoms and rats, like in his own time, that's fine. But when you're holding up a production just to be a pretentious douche, ugh, you know, somebody's got to put a stop to that. I still feel like. If you're part of a workplace and you're mailing people rats and condoms, that is also a problem that should be curtailed. But yeah, at least but it, I guess it's not directly influencing the work day. It's, it's not messing with anybody's money. So that probably gets a pass. Uh, that's quirky and eccentric. But when you start holding up production, OK, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, this movie has the dubious distinction of being the only movie we've done that managed to flop twice incredibly uh, uh, only movie to do that ever <laughs> maybe ever it's truly this is setting a precedent uh the, on a budget of 83 million morbius has made so far 160 million worldwide um that is counting against a, a rather significant uh marketing push given that the movie was shot something like three years ago and has been delayed due to the, the COVID-19 pandemic. So oh, yeah, they're probably eating cash by delaying this movie so many times. Yeah. Should, this should have gone straight to streaming. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, uh, th- no, this should have went back to formula. <laughs> <laughs> back to formula. 
this movie is sitting ugly on Rotten Tomatoes with a, a credit score of 17%. Uh, despite all of this, after the It's Morbin Time quote trended on Twitter for a week, this movie was re-released into theaters last week and showed in a thousand screens, netting a dismal $280,000. Do some quick math. If you had Morbius in your movie theater, how much did that movie make you this weekend? Uh, $280. Per that's, a screen. Of, that's a lot of Morbi bucks. <laughs> That'll get you... <laughs> That and a nickel will get you a pack of gum. Hey, man, more money, more problems. That is true. Like that, this movie almost certainly lived by that idea. So avoided making any money at all. I am surprised that they made it for less than $100 million. Yeah, no, I mean, points there. That's fair. I mean, I think that shows how little faith they had in the project. Rightfully so. Well, they, I mean, they made Shazam for 90, and that looks and feels Shazam a lot was better good. Than yeah. yeah. No, it does. So, yeah. Um, you know, Shazam was more of a kid's, a kid friendly movie. And uh, what was uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous, blah, 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 blah. That was like 75 million. And that, and again, that was fun too. Yeah. I like that. That had you and McGregor. Way to go, Obi Wan. Fucking yeah, killed well, that. That's- it's got a, a strong, you know, female cast, so you're, you're only spending like 75% of the salary you would on, on a male day film. So that, <laughs> that's, oh, that's harsh the money. Yeah, that's, but no, I mean, it, again, you know, I don't know what's Sony spend on the, the Amazing Spider Man movies. You know, what do they spend? Oh, yeah, this, no, hold on, hold on. What do they spend on the Venom movies? That's much better. Well, comparison. I'd have to look, probably 150. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the second Amazing Spider Man was like 225, 250. Yeah, well, and be fair, Venom's a more popular character than Morbius. Morbius uh, is yeah, a, right. A, a strong C-lister. <laughs> Are you a kidding? Strong C-lister. Morbius mm. is a struggling D, maybe. Now, to uh, be fair, so was Blade. So were the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, just because the character wasn't super popular doesn't mean you can't make a property with that character and make them popular. But you have to give a shit and have people talented enough to write something interesting none of which this movie is yeah they have to be deeper than the paper that they're printed on which these characters are not also venom let there be carnage cost 110 also not a particular venom but much more entertaining than this one (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah initial venom fun at parts you know you know there were actually points in that movie where it was entertaining this movie never achieves that yes uh and uh, initial the what first venom whatever uh came in at 100 to 116 million so okay i mean more relatively modest Morbius, but yeah. how much what is that really saying at the end of the day yeah all right imdb describes this movie biochemist michael morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead Thunderous Wizard, what's your take there? I mean, how do you, how does one describe this movie? Um, uh, hey, Jared, the Academy called. They want their Oscar back. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> can can the Academy revoke an Oscar asking for a friend 
That friend is Jared Leto. Now, if Will Smith would have slapped him on stage, we'd all be crowning him a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he does kind of suck. I think at a bare minimum, you'd be like, yeah, no, that's fair. He had that coming. Yeah. Jumzilla, what's your one sentence description? Morbius, colon, a so-called movie. See, I disagree because I think this is Morbius, a movie that was released. <laughs> Vampire Weekend. Some some people are saying that this is this is the movie that was released at a time. Mm. I, I good, just <laughs> good vampire, bad vampire. One sucks your blood, one just sucks. <laughs> no, they both but the key thing you need to remember is they both suck, just gotta, like this movie. I gotta tell you, I got a serious question about this Matt Smith character. He's now 0 for 2 on the pod in a big way. Are we sure he can act? He, I think he was pretty popular as the Doctor, but he is going to be in that new Game of Thrones thing. So I think at a minimum we can say his agent is spotty at best. He does that. Like, is that his actual accent? That's the accent he does in Last Night in Soho, which I thought was supposed to be like it, he was doing it because he was in the 60s. But he's doing the same accent here. He didn't do it in Terminator. I'm very confused by all of this. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Are, are you thinking about it for more than five seconds? Well, I mean, one, congratulations. You did more than anybody who's actually in this movie. Uh, but two, maybe you're trying too hard. Also, unlike anybody in this movie. Unless uh- maybe Leto. Leto might be trying too hard. The way he drinks the blood made me uncomfortable. Oh my god! It, it was so it was so hammy. It's just like what? I know for a I, fact it, he was like, "Give me the real blood now." They're like, "What?" <laughs> RC Cola, dude. What's wrong with you? <laughs> just just tell him it's real blood, Dave. It's fine. No one's gonna care. He, yeah. He'll believe it. He doesn't know. Just just give it to him. Also, I, I, can see, I can see the production assistants, like the new guy on set, being like, uh, uh, Mr. Leto said he wants his real blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's this is we just give him the fake stuff. We just change the labels. OK, like just yeah. the directors. We've already it's all V8. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> My real question is, is the squelchy sucking sound that we get every time he n- munches down on one of those blood bags equal to or lesser than or perhaps greater than? The squelch of Dave Foley's crotch from Stone Postal. I think it actually <laughs> exceeds it after I think by it, like the third or fourth chug. Just so. by sheer volume, in my opinion. Now, here's my headcanon personal theory. I believe this is the new Wilhelm scream. They actually just like overdubbed Dave Foley's crotch for that sound. <laughs> Like they just they work that in. All squelch noises now are just reworks of Dave Foley's crotch from Postal. I could buy that. Yep, I join you in this. <laughs> totally sold. That's how it goes. That's how it works. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the plot of this terrible goddamn film. Uh, well, frankly, the plot of the movie is simple. Remember any of those not great superhero movies from the early 2000s? That, except the superpowers are Dracula. The end. Yeah, no, that's uh, that covers it. It absolutely does. That's pretty <sighs> much it. Hey, there's a yeah. guy that's just like him, but he's the opposite. And so yep. they fight. They the were end. friends once. Not anymore. Uh, 
Yeah, so, Iron Man, Ant Man. No, I like. I'm not even talking about those. I'm talking about your Ghost Riders, your Punisher War Zones, your Daredevils, the movie, not the show. That's what this is. Yeah, I mean, it's worse than a lot of them. most of those. Maybe yes. not Ghost Rider. I mean, well, I mean, this is Ghost this Rider is has not very charm, good, though. But like, I thought it was better than Suicide Squad. You know, but it's like it's right in there. But it's it's certainly better than like Fan Four Stick. But it's bad. oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. I mean, I I, I um, like so respecting the fact that Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad was kind of a mess. There were still at least parts that were fun, and I like. Oh hey, you know, I'm having a like a decent time. And the story mostly made sense too, and they tried kind of to hung together. Yeah. Trying to make you care about the characters a little bit too. Um, it, parts of it worked, whereas this movie, again, it is so surface level. The characters, like the script is just terrible. The script is just absolutely terrible. The characters don't talk to each other, they don't interact like regular human beings. They are literally just on a speed run to move the plot along. This the has to happen just next. Feels like because, connect the dots. Yeah. The, yeah, this has to happen because if it doesn't, we don't have a movie. Oh, great! The, 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 the cops, the, whole, the, the the cops, they just take the movie just takes breaks to check in with the cops, I, I, and the I, cops have no consequence. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, tension built. There's no stakes raised. There's no. Here, here's my big uh, beef with all of it is, I know the cops have seen some weird shit because of Venom, right? This isn't but supposed why to be would San they? Francisco, right? I mean, I, yeah, I guess they're um, FBI. So theoretically, they're federal But agents. like, they are surprised at nothing. They're not surprised that there's a man eating people. <laughs> they're they're uh, never like, holy shit, we got to stop this guy. It, it is so absurd. Like, even when he's in custody and Matt Smith shows up, he just leaves a bag of blood in the cell. And they're like, cool, just leave it there. No worries. Just a bag of blood. <laughs> You know what really bothered me, and I know I'm outing myself again as a bit of an X-Files fan. If they had done a Mulder and Scully pastiche there, where one of the guys was like, I think it might be a vampire, and the other guy's like, no, it's not a vampire. There's clearly something going on here. If they had any kind of depth of character there, they would have at least been interesting to check in on. But they were just two bumbling cops that, yeah, yeah don't seem to don't seem to have any kind of i mean uh, that level even, of surprise or whatever to what's going on they're just like even whatever people we're just doing in our public job. are not shocked by what is happening There's yeah two vampires fighting in the subway and they're like eh, it's, yeah. it's new york you know what <laughs> there's a rat eating <laughs> that's pizza. new york what are you gonna do <laughs> vampires in here hey, all the I'm, time. I'm walking here yeah ah i'm mobbing here come on <laughs> i got a mob <laughs> All this right, is but- my corner. Go mob somewhere else, you fucking <laughs> wise guy. <laughs> Who are these couple? Couple of mooks. Couple of mooks coming up here to mob. All right, uh, but honestly, to give you a, a, as fair an account of the plot as possible, we get introduced to Michael Morbius and Lucian as children. Michael Morbius calls. Lucian Milo and that's what we come to know the character as despite the fact as we previously mentioned Milo is this he calls everyone Milo because you're gonna die next it was very much as Chumzilla had said or I'm sorry 
Morbzilla had said, uh, the new Doug thing. Uh, it's not good. Uh, we also get introduced to Jared Harris, but don't worry, he he's not here very much. And he, and he doesn't seemingly age. No, he doesn't. Well, but I mean, why would he? He's Jared Harris. He's... <laughs> he doesn't, but he's been drinking the synthetic blood this whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Then 25 years later, Michael Morbius, as a polymath, declines the Nobel Prize, not the Nobel, but the Nobel Prize, uh, for his invention of synthetic blood, which has saved more lives than penicillin. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, uh, and he's captured a bunch of vampire bats he keeps in his hospital lab, which comes as a surprise to his, I guess not girlfriend, maybe girlfriend, but pa- partly boss, so Maria Bancroft. <laughs> here here <laughs> was uh, totally the pre-90s two main characters in the movie. They have yeah. to somehow be romantically oh, involved. You're Jared Leto <laughs> and you're handsome. I love you. Uh, this was my main beef, number one. He has this secret, uh, I don't know, cylinder of vampire bats. Yeah, an aquarium of bats. A bat aquarium. Look what I found. And he's like, oh, how'd you find that? She's like, I know your password. Then they just leave the lights on and leave the room with the door open. (laughs) I just... It's it's really like, it's so like, oh, so he's got a bat cave. He's not got a bat cave. He's got a bat tube. A bat bat lab at best. Well, bat lab. I'm just saying, it it was very Batman Begins for me. I've I've already seen this before. I like the bat tube. Also, the music is very reminiscent of the Nolan films. It, it very much is super recycled. There had to have been contractors who came in and built the bat tube. Did nobody at the hospital go, "What do you need this tube for, Doc?" Yeah, or where, exactly. Or when he had, when he had, like you know, a few hundred live bats delivered. <laughs> he did that under for that under cover of night. Well, they, at that point, they're just like, well, it's le- at least it's not the condoms and rats again. <laughs> I mean, they are alive this time, so I guess that's a step up anyway. Take them down to uh, floor three. <laughs> to, the, uh, to, the, to the bat tube. You'll find a tube down there. We're going to call it the bat tube, it, but there are no bats in it yet, so it's just a tube, really. Uh, uh, and so we learn Michael Morbus's plan to cure his rare blood disease that he and his brother, really good buddy friend or whatever. Do they even name the disease? I'm just going remember. with McGregor syndrome. McGregor syndrome works. It matters about that much. They don't even, they don't even describe what the, the it, when they're children. I think the most information we're given about this fictitious disease or disorder is that they're missing something in their genome and they have to have a blood trans- transfusion, uh, excuse me, every uh, so many hours, like three times a day. Because, you know, Leto's character says, like, yeah, we have to get an oil change three times a day. Which you, which you do see him do once in the film, or twice maybe. I think you do see Leto have to get hooked up. His girlfriend has to hook him up. Which, that's which a lot of blood. That's like a lot of blood, right? Well, which is why he did developed his synthetic, I'm assuming. You know, that probably helps with it. That's part of the issue, right? But yeah. to your point, too, about how long he spends in his you know weakened state, it's like the first 20 minutes of the film, and then he takes the stuff, and then that's that ends. They really just shoo-shoo all that away. Like, oh, yeah. look, they, they have trouble walking, and they, they need blood transfusions. Uh, okay, it's gone now. Yeah. Don't worry, so, he's going to go out on a boat and fix this. <laughs> Yeah, the, the key takeaway here is uh, by mixing the genes of vampire bats and humans, 
Morbius thinks he may have discovered a cure. Uh, Milo, who I guess has rich parents who are not Jared Harris, but is rich somehow, maybe through grifting. It's not clear. Uh, has said, hey, look, come do your legal experiment on my boat uh, to see if it'll work. And he does. And Morbius goes full Dracula and kills everybody on the boat. Uh, minus the girlfriend, not girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't kill her. Dr. Girlfriend. He just looks at her with his pig nose and goes, um, yeah. <laughs> which now's a great time to talk about how cheap and shitty that looks because <laughs> yeah, the, the vampire face that they do looks like a bad Snapchat filter, especially the way it sort of fades in and out. I'm just like, this is, yeah. Jesus. Uh, so here's, here's my first question. Um, well, this is, I guess not my first anymore, but the movie's really slopped together. Like there's shit missing and you can tell. And oh, there's yeah. obviously way more to Milo than what we are given because there's no indication that Milo is just going to become a psychopath immediately. Yet he owns this boat that is basically operated by mercenaries. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it helps. You don't have to feel bad because Mer- Morbius is killing the mercenaries. They were hired guns effectively. Yeah, so I mean, they didn't have families. Oh, we got the obligatory. I'm going to be super creepy and like put out like, I'm going to assault you vibes, doctor. Yeah, uh, I think the only bit of character development they give Milo is that we find out that he's also uh, Michael's attorney. So, no, no, he was he was lying about that. He lied. That's not true. Oh, I thought I thought because he was a lawyer. That's not something you can check. Also, the bag of blood. The bag of blood. So wait, so what's his, do we ever find out what his profession is? I just assumed he was a lawyer. Well, I think he's a dancer that wears New Balance. Well, he's clearly got money. I mean, maybe it's his family money, but I, I assume like he, they both would not be pro- professionals. Make, I mean, Milo sense. becomes a doctor. Milo becomes a lawyer. I thought I didn't Milo lie. has nothing to do, and that's made abundantly clear when Jared Harris. Oh, like, okay. If anything, uh, you're my favorite. I'm here with you all day, and Michael does shit because you're a loser. He's <laughs> <laughs> on his couch doing nothing. Okay, so he's just a trust fund kid. Oh, again, I mean, we think nothing uh, in the movie sure. indicates one way or the other. Let's put it this way, folks. There was no way in hell I was going to rewind or rewatch to answer that question. I was like, oh, he said he's a lawyer. I'm, I'm assuming he is. I must have missed something. <laughs> I've now seen this two and a half times. Still oh, no. Yeah. Well, my son was watching it. He, he kind of got into it because, you know, he's four. So he doesn't <laughs> seem to mind. There's no character development. I mean, okay. So Morbius goes back to New York and discovers that he's, you know, He's got superhuman bat powers because he's Batman, but Spider-Man. And I kind of hate this movie. Um, he eats the synthetic blood, uh, but we learn that there's a ticking clock. Don't worry. The ticking clock doesn't actually matter for anything. It doesn't come up later. Uh, that he has to consume. He can only consume so much synthetic blood before he has to consume real human blood. Um, the FBI agents show up and investigate what's going on with Morbius. Don't worry, that goes nowhere. Um, and then Milo crucially learns that Morbius has learned to to cure his own illness and wants the cure. And Michael Morbius refuses to give the cure to his best friend that he's known since he was 10 and knows is also dying of this disease and refuses to explain why he will not give the, the friend this cure. And it's like, 
this is an idiot plot if you had five minutes to just simply explain. Yeah, and coincidentally, the same plot structure of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Give me your blood, Spider-Man. I can't. We don't know what it'll do. I'm going to take it then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then you see, you do get the standard montage of, uh, you know, Michael Morbius learning about his powers and some level of like figuring out, you know, this timing issue and that he's getting diminishing returns on the synthetic blood and all that. And then Milo takes it. He's just like straight up. I'm just murdering fools. Fuck that. There's some neat body horror though. When he, uh, his bones start to revert back to when he's got McGregor syndrome (laughs) and like his, his joints are snapping in the wrong, like, like basically he's losing bodily function. That was pretty neat. Yeah, <laughs> you know we'll get to it later but there are parts of this movie where you see the the hint of like hey this could have gone a direction that would have been cool but it didn't but yeah i think that was just really again that lack of conversation between effectively your, your two lead characters and then the and then the one just goes off and decides to be a vampire off screen effectively yep it's like and it's supposed to be a big twist like you don't know who's, oh yeah there's like who's doing this, the murdering. yeah this nurse gets killed and you clearly know he didn't do it. Yeah. It's so painfully obvious that yes, his friend is now bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and how his friend knew how to use the serum, like how to, like whatever. It doesn't matter. It happens screen, nope. It doesn't matter. Nope. Just doesn't matter. figures it out. Yep. Doesn't yep. need anybody mm-hmm. to assist him, even though it went it directly in his back, as I recall. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Morbius gets arrested briefly. Milo comes and visits him revealing that he is in fact the one who did the the nurse murdering again it's supposed to be a, a little surprise there because when he leaves he leaves his cane yeah and that's that's the tell now now uh michael knows that wait a minute he, he doesn't need his cane anymore oh no oh, must mean, it, serum. it literally just rips off the usual suspects it like kind of zooms in on his foot as he slowly stops limping and the next thing you know, you have to suffer through the rest of Matt Smith's performance. <laughs> hey, at least it's not Kevin Spacey. I mean, yeah, no, that's fair. That that improvement, that improvement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, then what? Matt Smith goes back and kills Jared Harris, or mostly kills Jared Harris, with for, like a for what reason? Because it'll hurt Michael, I guess. I I, I just didn't understand it. <laughs> Well, this I is think, the yeah, peak think, of the uncanny valley face. <laughs> so, so there's something there. There's some relationship, probably something that was cut, where we're supposed to get the impression that uh, that uh, Milo was jealous of of uh, Michael and felt like that their their uh, father figure favored Michael over him, and you know now he doesn't need either one of them because he's cured and. Uh, he's taking his revenge on them both. You know, he's he's doing it, you know, to rebel against his father figure for feeling unwanted and also knowing that it'll hurt Michael. But there's literally, I mean, it's it's cliche. I understand that, but there's nothing in this movie that sets it up for any kind of payoff. None. It, it just it just felt abrupt and violent. Like, oh, okay. Well, he's I guess he's a dick because well, he's a dick. He's the bad guy now, so he's gonna do bad guy stuff, bad which includes, yeah, yeah. you know. Murdering the father figure again, a speed run. I just have to do bad things because I'm bad now. Yep, Morbius develops a serum that is fatal to bats and lethal to humans. And I'm sitting here going, (laughs) That that means the same thing. (laughs) 
Well, yes, that's uh, what went, killing you means. I, I, yeah, that that really that right there, just <laughs> as dumb as this movie is, that snapped me out of it. I'm like, what the fuck is that <laughs> supposed to mean? It's fatal to bats and lethal to humans. By the that's way, that, the that, same that, thing, Jared. Somebody was paid six figures to write this he, script. He literally could have went to the grocery store and gotten rat poison. <laughs> so after killing Jared Harris's character, uh, Milo wounds Marion Bancroft, who is going to die. Morbius, she dies in Morbius's arms. Morbius drinks her blood, ready for the final fight with Milo. Morbius summons a horde of bats that help him inject the anti-venom or anti-serum or the thing that's going to kill the vampire Milo and does. And then the movie ends Uh, later in a mid credit scene. We see that Marion Bancroft reanimates herself as a vampire. And then in the post credit scene, we get the vulture played by played is strong phoned in literally where I think Michael Keaton, like took a break from his lunch, walked into the bathroom and recorded like six lines into the phone to say, I don't know how I got here. I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. It's all so bad. Also, he shows up in prison. There's this like news, like, caster talking about well they can't keep him in prison so they're just gonna let him go and it's like no 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 government would be like all right dude you're from another fucking dimension we gotta figure out what's going on here we're not just gonna let you go and and then he gets a suit where's the suit come from okay so let's address that because that's my biggest issue with this mid and post credit scene so we do see a purple rift open up in the sky a la no way home and that is the and that, that was like a tacked on scene as well. And that looks like to be the indication as to how uh, Michael Keaton's character has arrived in this universe. Now, the rules that we've already established in the MCU films, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not the Morbius. There really universe. are no rules. Yeah. Well, but but the 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 way it's explained, and and we get a bit more of it in the multiverse of madness as well, is that you know there's a version of each character in every uh you know different parallel universe right so there should be it was adrian tombs there should be another adrian tombs in in this universe so like when he's in prison they say they don't have any records on him. I'm like well no they should have found the other adrian tombs and it's just been like this guy has a clean record they don't know why he's in jail but they act like he's the only one okay fine so he's in this morbius universe the venom verse because we do there's a venom name drop in the film as well so that indicates there's there is a venom in this in this uh, universe so then in that you know the post credit scene where morbius is driving an audi for reasons and he can uh, fly why does he need a car so he drives well, listen, on the de- listen i can run wherever i want but i frequently choose to drive so yeah maybe it's tiring so he drives out <laughs> into the desert which begs the question wait a minute like he, he last we knew he was on human blood time so has he just been drinking human blood like what's how did he okay fine been drinking he, true blood dude he invented it he's now what, he's now a bartender bartender yeah so uh, here's the other here's the other thing though here's the other thing the name, he's a fang banger we, we completely we completely fangtasia uh, the bar was called yeah, fangtasia that's what oh, Jesus. um we completely glossed over this when he makes up the vampire killing serum 
he mixes up two doses and, and Dr. Girlfriend's like, Hey, why two doses? Well, after I kill him, I'm going to use the other one on me because I'll be, I'll be on human blood by that point. And I, I can't live with myself doing that. So, so he basically, it's a suicide pact at that point. Um, you, you've put, I, I'm just going to stop. You've put way more thought into this than they so, did. So, 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 okay. So, so clearly that gets resolved off screen somehow, whatever. So he shows up in the desert to meet somebody and we see like something coming across the desert. I was actually thinking it was going to be Ghost Rider because it was kind of like fiery and you couldn't tell what was exactly what it was because it's the cloudy CGI mess. And then it shows up and it's the vulture in his suit from Spider-Man Homecoming. So this Adrian Toomes was transported from his dimension to this dimension and, and found his suit from his home dimension. The, it's the exact same suit. And that is, it's 100% CGI. There's no actor there. And that was not Michael Keaton. It was not. It was a scene. fake Michael Keaton. Was that was fake Michael Keaton. It, it wasn't like as bad as Wesley Snipes. It wasn't as bad as fake Snipes, <laughs> but it was pretty bad. No. And but this was... Like, but, I'm like this makes at- zero sense makes zero sense and that's where he drops the spider-man line so now we've got the venom and spider-man in this universe and i'm just like what the is going on here was like, it michael so- keaton or was it marvel keaton mm. dun, dun, dun. it was birdman it was definitely birdman yeah i was okay with it just ending i was just like okay at least it's over and the mid-credit scene is fine but that post-credit scene made me angry. And the mid-credit scene I, is the exact mid-credit scene from Venom: Let There Be Carnage, where the policeman turns into, uh, I don't know, R- Frage or Viper or Toxin, Toxicity or <laughs> Weasel Neck, Chap Suey. Yeah. Uh, I just want to point out: I'm not obviously I'm the biggest MCU detractor. I think it's good, but just look at how much better they are at like using a teaser in a way like they're probably never bringing that venom over, but they give you a scene that's funny. It allows you to be like, Oh, Hey, look, there's venom. It's very entertaining. And then it's over. This movie falls on its face every time it attempts to do anything, including you know this that, shitty uh, post-credit scene. It, no, it made me angry. Cause it's like, now there's just more unanswered questions and this makes zero sense. Yeah. This movie is basically that clip from the Simpsons where sideshow Bob keeps stepping on the rakes. Yeah. That's that's this movie. <laughs> Agreed. So I mean, overall, we got to give it a rating: one to six beers. How many beers do you need to enjoy this movie? Pain beers, enjoyment beers, more Bazilla. What is your number? This is a uh, six uh, pain beer movie. Oh. Um, I'll give it five, but you have to drink your sixth for that post-credit scene. That's a chug your beer. Yeah. All right. Yep. I, I Mor- actually, Morbulus yeah. Wizard. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's five true bloods throughout the <laughs> running time. And then you have to chug your last true blood when uh, fake Michael Keaton's like, maybe we can do some stuff together. It's like, <laughs> fuck you can. This is not going to sequel. <laughs> now, just, now when you chug it, I mean, does I it have to be out. with your mouth or your ass? Because I feel like either is acceptable. Yeah, the uh, last no, hold, hold. one is the is the bat DNA you have to inject yourself with. Got it. 
I believe it was the 90s Spider-Man animated series that had a Morbius that because he couldn't bite people. He had suckers on his hands. His hands. I think you have to absorb your beer through your hands. Yeah, Uh, that might be the move. I'm not sure a cartoon vampire groping people is better than just letting him bite people. (laughs) And I tell you what, they have weird rules for kids television. Um, But here, I mean, I want to go back to that post credit scene for a second, because the fact that that suit appears to be identical to the one from Homecoming, that implies... The Avengers, that implies, you know, the, uh, the what, what are those guys? The, the Chitari? Yeah, the it Chitari, t- Ultron. Tony Stark. Yeah. Uh, it, like, it's like there's a whole, like, uh, he should have come out in a comic book accurate suit. No, no, makes assuming, sense. Yeah, I'm it, assuming it, some time had passed, so he would have had time to put something together. It shouldn't have been the exact same thing from the MCU. It should have been something well, he's a fan of that universe. He's a fan of flight jackets. I mean, I, li- I like it. I like that suit, don't get me wrong, but they should have done something different for this to make it clear that he didn't have access to the suit that he left behind. I, whatever. I don't know. This movie makes me angry. Yeah, so just kind of close the loop here. I am also on a, this is six pain beers. This movie sucks. There's no, It's just don't. Yeah. Do not make the mistake of paying to see this movie. All right, we're going to take a brief break and we're going to hear from our brothers in beer over at the Hop Nation USA podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast, Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Coming on back. Welcome back to Morbs and Morbs Office Flops, your number one Morb podcast for Morbing. Here's the big question. What could have saved this movie? You you com- you just completely throw the script they have in the garbage. There we go. And you treat this as a straight up horror movie, and you and you tie it into some uh, vampire lore. You do a modern vampire movie with a little bit of with the science. <laughs> Did you miss the part where they're like, "It says here we might have to stake him in the heart with a wooden stake, but that can't be the only way." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, which I thought was funny because that was that was supposed to. I didn't. Okay, it wasn't haha funny. I thought that was a bit odd. I'm like, this movie hasn't really gone the Dracula route, you know. And then they throw that in there as kind of a throwaway, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really fit. But yeah, if the cops again, if the cops had been like an X Files, you know, partnership, and you play into that that a little bit, and there's just kind of this, hey, we're not sure whether this is supernatural or if it's the science thing, like, and then it's a straight up horror movie where you do use those body horror elements that we got a little bit of, of you know, in the movie and, and actually make the villain terrifying. Like that would have actually worked, you know, well, uh, the way so, to fix this movie yeah. is to make a good movie instead of making a it, bad It just movie. didn't need to be made. And also yes. like his entire yes. conflict with like, uh, you know, he's got to fight the urge to kill people, but he really never kills anybody outside of those first people. So that no. internal conflict is non-existent. It, it, it's so, not yeah. even there. No. And if you're going to rip off another superhero movie for this, I would do like an incredible Hulk thing where Morbius is hiding what he has become. But then some, then another vampire shows up. He would keep some of the same elements. This other vampire shows up and then he has to kind of out himself to take the guy out. 
And like that would have been a more interesting movie. Like he's 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 containing it, he's controlling it through his science and all that. But someone someone gets a hold of his serum and now he has to you know have, have the mirror match that can still work and it, and it adds a different element to it uh, where you're not it's not this ambiguous like childhood relationship the whole movie's built on that just there's just nothing there's a there's that opening scene and there's not even that much to it and that's like supposed to be the entire like emotional through line of the movie. All right. Morbulous wizard, anything to add? What could have saved this movie? Well, he's right. It should have been, it should be a horror movie. It's a, it's a vampire themed character. At least there should be scary elements to this. It says no tension whatsoever. No jump scares even. And also the, vi- the villain is just dumb. So I, I would have been more interested in it if the villain was like a cop hell bent on hunting the vampire than just another version of him. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, you know, Morbius is hiding it from the public, but there's some cop that's obsessed with something like and putting the pieces together. Of him. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's more interesting to me than just here's evil you and he dances shirtless because that's how evil he is. I, just it's, it's like it's Spider-Man three bad. You know, and they knew what they were doing. There's no way you film it's, that scene. It's worse. Somebody. Oh, it's it is way worse because it's dead serious. Where like there was some Raimi ham in the Spider-Man three dance scene, which frankly I've heard accounts that may have been done on purpose. <laughs> like they put it in there as a middle finger to Sony, um, allegedly, allegedly, um, allegedly. So, but anyway, but yeah, but this this whole like villain turn for the Milo character, it's played dead serious, and it's it's just bad. It is. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a right answer here. I think, Chumzilla, you had it. The The way to fix this movie is to unmake it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the script is garbage. Uh, do I think right. Leto's performance was extremely poor? No. No. It's fine. I, I'm not convinced that anybody gives, like, a terrible performance in this. Yeah, like, I mean, we, we were kind of dogging on Matt Smith earlier. I'll give him a pass. Because, I mean, I'm not really familiar with this Doctor Who work, but that's kind of a cheesy show anyway. So whatever. I I just feel like he didn't have anything to do with this script. Like the script gave him nothing. So there's just no salvaging it. It doesn't matter how good of an actor you are. The script, his part, terrible. I got the distinct impression that at some point in the production, he realized what movie he was in and was like, well, screw it. I'm going to have a good time. Here we go. Yep. I mean, there's nothing he could have done to save his part in this movie. It's just a poorly written character. Yeah, hard agree. All right. Well, so leaving all that terribleness aside, I have a perhaps hopefully a more fun question for you, which is if you can pick any obscure Spider-Man villain to get their own movie, who is your pick? Morbzilla, any obscure Spider-Man villain. I mean, maybe not that obscure. Whatever you want. Spider-Man villain's got to stand on its own. Can't have Spider-Man in it. Go. Yeah. Okay. So what I would, I'll go, I'll have, I have two answers here. All right. Uh, I'll go with the more popular character because we've already got Ned Leeds in the MCU. Okay. I think you could do a Green Goblin centric Hobgoblin movie. So you like uh, have, the, the goblins are fighting. Goblin v. Goblin. No, 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 no. You know, the Green Goblin's dead. Okay. And we're in a multiverse. You know, Defoe's dead. 
but a, def- uh, a devoted fan or somebody decides that they want to take up the, you know, a goblin moniker and becomes the hobgoblin and, you know, does their own thing. Okay. Eventually, but- eventually Spider-Man has to come in like in the sequel, but yeah, I, I, I could, I could dig a hobgoblin uh, standalone, but he's a pretty popular character. Like I said, we've already got Ned Leeds, but um, I always enjoyed Carrion. Oh, the, the, the guy with the decomposing dust. And yeah, yeah, of, yeah. He was kind of like a zombie type dude. Another yeah, horror-esque yeah. character. Like yeah. he had a little arc there in, in the 90s that I read and I think in The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Um, and uh, I always thought he was a cool, creepy character. And I, I could dig a horror movie with him in it. All right. You know, supernatural villain movie. Yep. Kind of like a dissolvy mummy zombie character. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The Morbulous Wizard. You can give any Spider-Man villain his own thing. Just can't have Spider-Man in your movie with you. Oh, this is okay. This is tough. Uh, now I'm I'm looking at my Punisher first appearance. I think Punisher would have been super cool to have hunting Morbius in this movie, and then realizes there's humanity to him and doesn't kill him. That's a neat thing. Yeah. You know, I would no. love to bring the Punisher back in general in like a really good movie. Although I, I guess I just prefer Burnthal to be back, but Burnthal is really good as Punisher. Like he's uh, really good. You know, uh, Chameleon would be cool. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like a sort of. It's almost like a catch me if you can, because oh, you know he's the man of yeah. a thousand faces. You know, he can be anyone or any you know whatever. So that would be pretty neat. And you don't need Spider-Man to make that work. That like Kingpin is a great villain to build something around. You can start as he's building himself up. He's a great character. He becomes ruthless. He's almost like Tony Soprano, right? Like that's the type of villain that works on his own. Like I know they're doing Craven the Hunter. I like Craven <laughs> the Hunter, but how do you do a solo Craven the Hunter movie? I I just they're, don't know. They're also doing. Is it El Morito? Apparently, yeah. Just because Bad Bunny's popular, like that's like I think the only reason they're doing that. So. I think you just have to you have to have a villain that can sustain himself without the hero, and there's not very many of those. But I think Chameleon would be cool. No, there's a lot right. you can do with that character. It really is. Agreed. Uh, if I had to pick one, I was going to pick the Spot. I just think his powers are neat. He has he throws the dots and their portals to different places. Yep, yep. I mean, I I don't know how you make a movie out of it, but I like that character, mm. and I think I think the powers are fun. Hey, we got polka dot man, so. I think anything's on the table at this point. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to take one more break and come back for our trivia challenge. Uh, It's Morbin time trivia challenge. Uh, But first, let's hear from the Double Turn podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Morbin Morb, Morbin Morb, 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 Morbin Morb, Morbin Hops and Morbin Morb. We're, we're Morbin all about Morb. Gotta hate this movie. Gotta hate that, that <laughs> this is the meme that's come up. But 
We are back. We are talking Morbius, and we're closing out the pod talking about the It's Morbin Time trivia challenge. This is the standard trivia challenge. We've got five questions. Some are multiple choice. Some are not. Wherein you can chime in with any of the pod stalwarts, but we're also going to be looking for I'm going to morb or it's Morbin Time to chime in. The winner of tonight's morb will win a 3D printed It's Morbin Time plaque. Oh, hell Boy. yeah. Let's go. I Full disclosure, I have to finish 3D printing my new Thor helmet before I'm going to print that. But it will be in the mail. All right. Ready? I'm going to morb. I've been morbing for the last 35 minutes. Both of those will work. Okay. Number one. Marion Bancroft mentions that Morbius's password is the first six digits of pi backwards. What is Morbius's password? Is it A, 314159? Is it B, 962513? Is it C, 315269? Or is it D, 951413? Morbentine, D. That is wildly correct. Well done, the Morbulous Wizard. One point to you. I'm a math morber. You're going to morb all over that morb math. God, I hate this. (laughs) All right. Uh, Question two. True or false? A vampire bat can take down prey ten times its size. I'm going to morb. Chumzilla. That is false. That is false. They're not fucking piranhas. No, they, they literally lick open wounds. They don't really suck blood. They just yeah, that like... was another thing I didn't really understand about this movie is their conception of vampire bats. Like, they, <laughs> they literally think they're sky piranhas, yeah. and I don't get it. That's not how any of this works. Come to the jungle with me. We're hunting bats. I don't know, man. They eat goats that are like 600 pounds. It's like, what? Yeah, it's Okay. <laughs> So basically, this movie should have been called uh, El Chupacabra. Yeah. Not so Morbius. Two things. One, if they'd have just given us a, I'm finding this elusive, rare, very dangerous kind of vampire bat. Cool. I could have gone with that. Yeah. Make it fictitious. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Look. Look yeah. at arachnophobia. They made up a fucking spider. It was scary as hell. Done. Yeah. Two. Did you guys think the helicopter pilot was like a a Hispanic Frank Langella? Because when I saw that guy, I'm like, Frank Langella, what are you doing here? He, no, I thought he was the fake Joey Pants. As he called the bats, he did say, bad dog. <laughs> Frank Langella, did, are, are you trying to rebrand yourself a la Senor Spielbergo? <laughs> after the whole, after the, 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 you got fired for being a sex pest? Come on, Frank Langella, get it together. Wait, he got in trouble? Oh, he got in trouble. They fired his... Like, he yeah. was the lead in a thing, and they're like, yeah, we're shutting it down because he's uh, he's not cool. He got Recently? kicked out of Eternia. Yeah. yeah. And then he's Ooh, like, they're trying dang. to cancel me. It's like, easy, Grandpa. You're, you're being a grave. Yeah, yeah oh, like, no. you're 80-plus you're years old, Frank. What are you doing? God damn. All right, anyway. So that's one-to-one on this Morbin Challenge. Question three, if Morbius's re-release made 280K 
in a thousand theaters over the weekend, on average, how much did Morbius make for each of the theaters it was released in per day? Is it A, $204? Is it B, $58? Is it C, $93? Or is it D, a more billion dollars? More me. Uh, <laughs> All right. The Morbulous Wizard. C. C, while technically correct, is not the, the answer we were looking for. We were looking for a more billion dollars. I will, give you, I will give you the point all the same. $93. That's Think like, of, like, that's like, like let's Johnny assume, T numbers for the fanatic. Yeah, let's assume that your movie theater is open 12 hours. Morbius is a two-hour movie. You've got one screen dedicated to just Morbius. And let's be charitable and say it takes three hours for the turnaround. So you can play one Morbius movie in your screen three hours. That's four screenings. And you made $93. That's less than $25 per fucking screening. I got to tell you, a lot of high school kids were super happy. They saw this was getting re-released. I mean, I think you can figure out why. <laughs> the theater where they can go to misbehave and nobody else is there <laughs> what you're trying to tell me is there's going to be some necking in the morbius yes. film a little bit of necking at the necking movie someone's gonna morb super oh, hard yeah question four matt smith is the 11th doctor and the third actor who has also played a doctor to play a marvel villain can you name the other two and extra bonus point if you can name their role. Uh, uh, it's Morbin time. Uh, All right. Da- David Tennant is the purple man. That is correct. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot um, about him. Uh, shit. Peter Capaldi is the thinker, but we're not counting that because that's nope, Marvel DC. villain. Yeah. Oh, fudge. That's, um, all, that's the only one I know. I, I, but wasn't, wasn't uh, Nebula uh, was in that? So. The Morbulous Wizard's got two. Chumzilla, you still have the option. Wait, what's my option? There's one more. One more guy. Marvel. So played a doctor, played a doctor from Doctor Who, but was also a Marvel villain. Well, uh, I guess I'm stealing here. I'm going to morb. Gilliam, she she wasn't a doctor, Mm. was she? Nope, not a doctor. There's only been one female doctor. Yeah, she played. Yep. She played. Well, she, I didn't know. Maybe she temporarily took the moniker or something. I've never watched mm. a single episode of Doctor Who. She's a companion. She companion. She's a companion, but she was Nebula. Uh, yeah, um, she's just the here. Tardis. I'm trying to think here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so T Dubs, help me out here. I mean, just in general, like what I'm trying to think here of I all the Marvel villains. I can't think of. Uh, uh, I don't know any other doctors besides yeah, the new one, to, which was Jody, whatever her name is. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the the. Who was the in British a show with David Tennant? Character. Oddly enough, I know Capaldi, but he's DC, and that's yeah. really all I know. I, I I'm just not very familiar with the show. So. Listen, it it's not your fault. It is the most forgettable Doctor, maybe the ninth Doctor, in the most forgettable MCU film, Thor: The Dark World. Oh, it's Peter Eccleston. Chris Eccleston. Chris Chris Eccleston. Yeah. Yes. As Malekith. 
Ah, how long was he the doctor? Uh, he, I think just one season. Okay. He was the he was the doctor immediately preceding David Tennant. Yeah, that's what and David Tennant, everybody loves him. So yes. And mm-hmm. I think it's between David Tennant and Matt Smith of the most recent run of Doctor Who. You know what? I don't know. I know Capaldi and then I know uh the uh, Jody, whatever her last name was. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how they rank. Uh but... also Destro, Scottish Destro, Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> oh, oh Eccleston. Anyway, all right. Final question, perhaps the most important question of the evening. Hmm. Is it Morbin time? I would Morb. Morbzilla. Absolutely. That is correct. It is always Morbin time. And here's the thing you have to understand. That particular question was worth a more billion points. Yes. You, Chumzilla, are the official winner of the It's Morbin time Morbius trivia challenge. Please expect your 3D printed It's Morbin Time plaque in the mail in three to six days. However long it takes me to continue printing this goddamn helmet. It is huge. I I just want to say, I don't think the rules of this trivia make any sense, but this movie didn't either. So I'm okay with it. It's on par, right? Yep. Hey, I just look forward to proudly displaying that plaque in my office. Thank you, Captain Cash or Captain Morb. I should say. Morb and Morb. I morb as much as a morb can morb. Mm-hmm. All right. Morb emendations. Recommendations. Gentlemen, what have you been into this week? Morbzilla as the Morbius Time Trivia Challenge. You go first. Yeah, again, uh, I'm just thrilled to have won tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much, Captain Morb. I'm going to do a little 2B triple play for my recommendation this week because I watched three terrible movies on Tubi this week, and I think everyone should know that uh, they're on there for free. I watched The Pest. Does not hold up well. Um, but nice. Pod favorite, John uh, Leguizamo. His A good actor, vehicle. in fairness. Good, good actor. Bad movie. Uh, oddly enough, I'd forgotten that it's basically uh, based on the most dangerous game. Huh. I, I had forgotten that that's the, basically the plot of the movie. It's a really weird, strange artifact of the 90s, but it's on there for free. If you've never seen the past, uh, you know, it's worth it just to see the uh, shower rap scene that uh, the Thunderous Wizard That's has memorized. The whole whole reason to see it. Also, the bad guy from Howard the Duck. Yes, um, yes. But um, bad news, he's also a sex pest. So. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a bad guy in real life. So Yeah, uh, Rooney from uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yep. Uh, and then I also watched uh, the late Norm Macdonald's starring vehicle, uh, Dirty Work, with Artie Lang. Um, that movie actually does hold up. It's a huh, little uneven. Good for them. It's, a, it's an uneven movie, but uh, still some pretty good uh, Norm Macdonald comedy. And I had forgotten that Chevy Chase plays a, uh, a, a doctor with a gambling problem in that movie. And Chris Farley shows up. I do remember so, that. Yeah, yeah, with his nose bitten off by the uh, by the uh, Saigon hooker, um, or Shanghai, well, whatever. Uh, and then the third movie, I was aware of this film, and I mostly because of the Thunderous Wizard, but never seen it. Well, now it's free on Tubi. Hell comes to Frogtown, which I believe is Rowdy Roddy Piper's first uh, film appearance. I thought you watched three bad movies. All I'm hearing is good stuff. Well, you know what? Uh, 
Dirty Work and Hell Comes to Frogtown, decent, you know, movies. The Pest really doesn't hold up. I remember seeing bits and pieces of it in the 90s and thinking like, oh, this seems like it could be funny. Uh, in 2022, it does not hold up. But uh, the second two, Dirty Work, Hell Comes to Frogtown, decent movies, free on Tubi, check them out. That is my Morbzilla recommendations for the week. And for the record, Tubi, those checks can be sent to. Mm-hmm. All right. Thunderous Morb. Okay, I got a couple of recommendations. Uh, first of which is the action masterpiece Top Gun Maverick. It was incredible. It was worth all 36 years of the wait. I laughed. I cried. I clutched tightly to the edge of my seat. It was awesome. Awesome. Nothing tops practical effects. Tom Cruise is a madman. I loved every second of it. My second recommendation is the series. It's a limited series on HBO uh, adapted from a book about the corruption of Baltimore City Police. Uh, David Simon uh, basically brought it to screen. He also did uh, The Wire. It's called We Own This City. It's about the corrupt gun task trace force in Baltimore. Um, And just the absolute horrific misdeeds of that unit, as well as the Baltimore police at large in the aftermath of Freddie Gray. And before it is a really well done show. And I bring it up because John Bernthal stars as Wayne Jenkins, this cop that ends up going to federal prison. That's not really a spoiler. Cause I mean, basically that's what this is all building to. And the show goes back and forth in time to show you the present where they're being interrogated by the FBI, the past where they're doing all manners of corrupt shit etc and in in between it's a fantastic show it's really well acted it is i think it's necessary viewing oh right on yeah it is it's a fantastic show and it's i mean it's just very disheartening and and troubling and all the above and i mean i've read many books about that stuff and i'm I'm pretty aware of like you know there's a lot of bad cops there's a lot of good cops and the bad cops get away with shit far too often it's it's a really good show uh I can't recommend it highly enough. It's only six episodes. So where can we catch that at? That's on HBO Max. Gotcha. Top Gun Maverick right. only in theaters. Rock on. Which is getting Danger great Zone. reviews. Oh yeah. And Danger Zone's in it. Believe that shit. Hop aboard. I, Tom Cruise, you can take me anywhere. Strap me in, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, my recommendation this week is going to be for uh, The Boys Season 3. Had a really enjoyable time watching that. Uh, gotta tell you, first episode goes pretty hard without spoiling anything. It's uh, wow, yeah. If you're wondering why I tweeted about Thanos's urethra, you'll know, yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> I mean, uh, it's something. I do appreciate uh, the Thunderous Wizard sent us an article this week talking about this certain scene in that first episode. And basically the guy that wrote that was also responsible for the dolphin um, kidnapping mishap and the motorboat and whale incident. So they've got at least one keen sicko in that writing room. That's on top yeah. of this. Uh, Who, this whoever that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give we that guy a raise, sir. Because the whole reason I'm here for this show is that, you can shock me. And, you know, I will say this. I didn't take that because I assumed that would be your recommendation. Uh, I appreciate that. Cap- Thank you. Captain Morbius. Um, but I will say the boys 
not being familiar with the comics, just going into that show because I was dying of the flu and I had some downtime. So I watched it. Um, it's better than most of the MCU stuff. It's better than it's better than Peacemaker, in my opinion. I think like, it's better oh. than all the MCU shows. Uh, Peacemaker debatable, but I would say yes. Uh, just because this is as faithful to the comics as, as humanly possible. And this version of Peacemaker is absolutely a concoction of James Gunn's own imagination. Yeah, no, that's fair. Which, you know, also, I mean, it's a different kind of show. Like, it's not as serious. It's, it's got more, it's more of a comedy where, like, The Boys is a black comedy, if you want to give it a comedy. Uh, I would say it's a black comedy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a comedy. It's not pure drama. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, there's a. I mean, again, I'm a sucker for Wandavision. I put it up there. Wandavision was great. It was a little funky. It was to me that was an interesting concept. But it's definitely better than the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon, Falcon and Captain or Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, you know, I, I liked it better than Loki. It's more satisfying than Loki. Um, you know, and those are the better. Those are the better MCU shows. Well, I think it's just a. It's a breath of fresh air, uh, just because it's so much different. And that comic is so yes. much different. So it's well, nice to like be like, you know, I want to watch something where nobody gives a shit. And yeah. I, I like it too, because it's also a, uh, it's a very smart show and I enjoy the political aspects of the plot and the writing. It's good writing, you know, it's. Yeah. It's that it's, 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 to me, it's that it's shocking. It's that I, I cannot predict where this is going to go. And frequently it goes to violent and weird places. And I'm like, Wow. Yeah. And, and the not, cast did not have that on my bingo card. And the cast is great too. That cast is yes. great. They all, that, the whole the whole group works together very well. Let the record show. The Thunderous Wizard and I there for the premiere. I have hugged Homelander. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and he didn't kill him. So so far. That's one win. And that's he's a big is. fan. He's a big fan of Nazis. So I don't know how big of a flex that is ticking time bomb it's he's coming for me eventually yeah but uh um and listeners i would like to mention now after this little discussion about how much we all enjoy the boys this is one of the few times that we've got captain cash and the thunderous wizard on the same page i think we should take notice of that yeah there, there is shared ground you guys do enjoy something uh, we both uh, hate Morbius. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of ground on how much we both hate Morbius. That's probably the biggest silver lining for this film. Look, it's another thing that's brought you guys together. Both I think maybe that Morbius. was the intention of the movie. You know, I mean, <laughs> maybe that's what Jared Leto was trying to give the world. He wanted to bring bridge, you know, together. bridge the gaps. You mm -hmm. mean you're, you're trying to tell me he pulled an Andy Kaufman-esque the world needs a villain and let it be me. Now he's taking yeah. us all out for condoms and cookies. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Maybe he really does deserve the Nobel Prize. He, he died for our sins. Lord, Mor Lord Morbus. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing it. Nope. All right. We're going to end it there. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can find the Thunderous Wizard on Twitter at WriterTLK. You can find Chumpzilla at Chumpzilla8. I can be found at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. Uh, make sure you check out Wabam Entertainment. And if you like the show, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
like, share, and subscribe where you can. Uh, and let us know what movie you want to hear us do next. Next week, we'll be bringing you our final installment of our Hops and Bloodsucking Flops series with Dracula dead and loving it. I assure you, we won't be loving it. Uh, just for the record, on the third day, he morbed again. <laughs> <laughs>